Welcome to the Strategic Planning Podcast with financial coach Mike Flanders. With more than 40 years of experience in the financial services industry, Mike knows the X's and O's that'll help you achieve your financial goals. It's time for the Strategic Planning Podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome into another edition of Strategic Planning, the podcast with Mike Flanders. It talks about investing, finance, and retirement. Mike is a financial coach at Strategic Planning Corporation, serving us in the Carolinas from his office in Colfax. And you can reach out to Mike online at spcinvesting.com. That is spcinvesting.com, Strategic Planning Corporation. That's uh, You can reach out to him there. You can subscribe to our podcast. You can check us out on Apple or Google or whatever platform it is that you like to listen to. Mike's got more than 42 years of experience in the industry, and you can always reach out to him. If you hear a cool or useful nugget of information and you want to learn more and you want to take some action and you're just not sure, reach out to Mike before you take that action at 336-668-4338. That's 336-668-4338. Mike, what's going on this week, man? How are you? Hey, I'm great. You won't believe what happened to me yesterday. Uh-oh, uh-oh. All right, hit me up. <laughs> you ever seen a flying or an unidentified flying object when you're driving down the highway? Uh, possibly. I don't know. Yeah. What did you see? I saw one yesterday. I was really? driving along through downtown Charlotte on Interstate 77 headed south, and all of a sudden in the air, I thought, saw a circular item that I thought at first uh, was a piece of retread off of a, a tractor trailer tire that maybe got thrown up in the air. And then I realized, no, it's not part of a tire. It's the whole tire. And oh, wow. it was headed right at me. Like, did it come off uh, a bridge or an overpass or like somebody, it's just a car nearby, you think? Or? Yeah. Well, uh, what actually it was is um, the there was a vehicle in the other northbound lane and they had been to a tire shop, gotten their tires worked on and were headed home and realized something's wrong. They turned around and headed back to the shop and on the way, tire came off, flipped them around backwards through the tire over the... Uh, uh, barrier, I guess, between the, the two lanes of traffic or right, the six right. lanes of traffic. And uh, that tire just went airborne. And the first thing I knew of it, here it is. And it came down and uh, just hit me right on the front of the, the car. It was incredible. Oh, wow. And then just careened way off to the right, off, to, off the highway, of course. And that was fortunate. It didn't hit anybody else. But uh, I want to tell you the funniest thing about the whole thing. Um, course i had just slammed on brakes i'm in the middle lane of, of just traffic streaming down through charlotte there at 55 miles an hour or more and uh the, the vehicles behind me of course piled up and nobody ran into each other fortunately but i'm sitting there just taking a deep breath and all of a sudden i realized the guy behind me is sitting on his horn to tell me to move <laughs> <laughs> you're like you're like really <laughs> man he is in a hurry I tell you what, he can't even give me a second to figure out how to get off the road. <laughs> right, right. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. But good. everything's cool and we're filing claims and doing all that right. kind of stuff and getting the car fixed. So no no harm, no foul. Well, it's just good that it didn't, you know, come through the window and, and exactly. you know, hurt yeah. somebody or whatever. That's crazy. <laughs> so yeah, so God you saw an unaffly, <laughs> unidentified flying tire. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> is what it came down to. Wow, craziness. Well, all right. That's a that's an intro. I don't know. I'm not sure how to get into the podcast after that, but um, I'm gonna try. So we can call it a day. I we mean, can call know. it a day. Thanks for tuning into the show, folks. We'll see you next time. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let me let me ask you this headline that's that's been it's been out there for a little bit, but I wanted to get your take on it. Um, sure. Good old Bernie, uh, feel the burn. Wants to forgive. Oh, yeah. yeah, he wants to forgive about 1.6 trillion dollars of student loan debt. 
so that nobody has any student loans at all. Now, comparatively, another one of the candidates, Elizabeth Warren, has her own plan that focuses a bit more on lower and middle income families getting that loan forgiveness. It's about a third of that $1.6 trillion price tag of old Bernie there. In general, forgiving loans, good idea, bad idea, what's your stance on it? Bad idea. Okay. Um, yeah, I agree. I um I, I know everybody's heard all kind of things on this. I think it's probably all over the news and uh, being taught. Well, I don't know if it still is. It, it seems like I heard about it a few weeks ago. But uh, yeah, the uh, the whole idea of uh, being able to just go out and borrow money and then turn around and have it forgiven uh, is is yeah, not what, a good right. idea. What uh, kind of lesson does that set for young people, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And quite frankly, it's 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 not very uh, capitalistic and it's also not very socialistic either. It's just crazyistic or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, y- you know how human nature is. I mean, people are going to do insane things to take advantage of this if it's made, uh, you know, if it's standardized. And, right, right. And of course, then there's all, all the complaints you'll hear about unfairness because, hey, I had student loans I, and I the, paid them off. Right. What, what about the people that just, right. What about people that just pay, like, let's say it gets instituted with X number date, 2021, and everybody yeah. back to 2020 gets it paid for well what about the people that paid off their their own loan in 2019 they're gonna yeah exactly there's it's it's much like the social security debate when do you make the argument to say okay everyone under 50 has to wait Mm. until 67 to get their social security versus 65 or 62 it has to happen but at some point Who's the person that's going to do that, and who's the demographic that's not going to that's going to say, "Yeah, sure, no problem, I'm okay with that." You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, and, and so I, that's I would, a problem. Yeah, I would say, Mike, what do you think about the bigger? I think the bigger question is, shouldn't we be looking at some of the schools? Like the the cost of tuition mm-hmm. has gotten crazy. Mm-hmm. It's gotten out of control. Uh, they, I don't I don't think they have any checks on them. It doesn't seem to be as far as. Uh, and I heard an interesting argument about deregulation of government getting involved in the schools and just saying, "Let's move." some of that stop with the so many grants and so many loans because they're they're continuing to jack the prices because they know people are getting this quote unquote free money from the government and then that's Mm going to help them pay this tuition these high i don't discount the fact that kids are coming out of college with massive amount of debt i agree with that I think it's more on the school. The kid, when you sign that loan, you sign an agreement. If, if that's the case and we forgive this debt, they go to buy a mortgage a couple of years after that and get into a house. Mm-hmm. Are they going to expect someone to forgive their mortgage debt at some point? You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, you're creating some pretty bad habits. Right, and, uh, right. Not only for the student uh, and the person who becomes an, an adult that uh, has other obligations, but um, – we, we've created some pretty bad habits among adults that ought to know better, like school oh, yeah. administrators and so forth that are getting humongous salaries that just keep on getting jacked up. Right, right. Uh, right. Because they can get it. It's, right. That, the market exactly. will bear it. Yeah. So. No, I, I definitely agree with you. I think there's other places to look, you know, and you say, well, what do you do about the people who already have the debt? Well, that's, you know, that's, that's again, that's something you you signed off on, but I think there's other mm-hmm. places to look about maybe curtailing this in the future uh, rather than just forgive. And plus where are we going to get another $1.6 trillion? So anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and I'll say this too, you know, you go to a hotel, you look on the back of the door and it has a price there. They call it the rack rate. Mm-hmm, right. It's, it's much higher than you probably paid for your room unless you really aren't using any resources. But, right. Right. Um, right. You know, so you have that going on. I, my wife and I personally, we participate in a sharing ministry for our health insurance. We, we dropped our, uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield medical insurance a couple, two, three years ago. And um, so we're, we are self-pay. 
I love it. Now she's not as hot about it yet, but she's getting there, <laughs> but I love it because I go in and they, they say, um, do you have insurance? I say no. And they look at you like, you know, you're an alien or right, something. Right. And I say, I, I pay my own cost and, um, they say, okay. And so I, I get this cost and I say, and, and I'm not willing to pay this much either. Uh, I'll pay what you pay blue cross blue shield for the same thing, but I won't pay this rate. And, uh, so they negotiate with me wow. and it's a lot of fun and, uh, that's how it ought to be, you know, uh, it, but because you interject that third party payer in there, the rates go to the rack rate. And unless you question it, you pay the rack rate. And so I've, I've been paying a whole lot less than I ever paid for health insurance. And that includes paying my share with other people, plus uh, all my out-of-pocket expenses. And I finally got around to turning in some of mine, so I'm going to get a little bit of that money back even. So wow. it's it, pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, hey, that works for our podcast. <laughs> I think yeah, that's, yeah. I th no, that's really cool. I mean, you know, there's a lot of things, and that's kind of the point of doing these things is to talk about ways for folks to think about some things when it comes to, uh, you know, you know, planning for retirement and using their money more wisely as they're getting closer mm -hmm. to that age uh, and to that time period. You know, Mike, you've been doing this for over 42 years in the financial services industry, so you've seen a lot of things. Uh, and so yeah. I tell you what, what we'll do is we'll, we will do a couple of quick things, uh, even though I think we've already covered some really good ground already. Let's do a mm -hmm. little quick quick third and fourth quarter kind of planning check to-do list. Um, just a couple items that maybe people can start thinking about uh, as the second quarter is is winding down. Or is August the third is August the third quarter? I always forget. Um, no, September we is. We are in it? the third quarter. We are in the third yeah. quarter. That's right. Okay. Yeah, so September thirtieth uh, is the end of the third quarter. That's right. October man. one in the fourth. Yeah. I'm man, I'm behind. All right. So let's do this. We're there. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's give folks a, a couple of items to maybe look at their checklist as the year's winding down. Never too early to start this stuff, so let's run through a few things. Is it a good time to go ahead and evaluate those um, IRA and Roth IRA contributions? It is, yeah, uh, because a lot of times you wait until the last minute and uh, you, you forget it. Um, get involved in something else and it gets passed over or uh, trying to pull the money together from the appropriate place to do that. Um, I, I, I love to have folks, uh, and I've had several recently contact me and say, okay, what do I need to do to finish up my uh, maximum contribution for the year? There and let's go. get yeah. it in. You have until the date that you file your tax return in 2020 for the 2019 contribution. But, um, you know, the earlier you put it in, the more you make on it. Compounding, uh, it, it is benefited by time. Yeah. No, very so, true. Very yeah. true. Okay. So good ideas there to think about. Number one, how about uh, opportunities for charitable donations to increase our tax deductions? Now, is that something that's still going to fly right now with the new tax rules? If you're doing the, you know, married 24,000 thing, is that, is that, is that worth chasing this down at this point? Yeah, it depends on what all your totals uh, deductions are. Okay. I mean, I, I itemize still under the new law, and it, there's there's two parts to this question, I guess. Um, you know, if you're over seventy and a half, and you want to, and and you are making charitable contributions, you really ought to consider relative to your required minimum distributions or RMDs on your IRAs, uh, and that's your traditional IRAs of doing what's called a QCD or a qualified charitable deduction. And I had done a little video on that a while back in my weekly newsletter. But just to reiterate, uh, you you have your custodian of your IRA write the check to the charitable organization or organizations that you want to send money to. And what that does is it prevents that distribution from being included in income. Now, you don't get a deduction for it, but if you're using the standard deduction, it doesn't matter. I mean, you didn't need to have a deduction for it if you're using the standard deduction. So that's one aspect of doing that. Okay. Uh, the other aspect is if the combination of 
uh, your medical expenses that are eligible to be deducted, and that includes premiums, long-term care premiums, medical insurance premiums, that sort of thing, uh, and then doctor, dentist, and so forth. If you're over 10% of your adjusted gross income, that excess is includable with your income taxes that you pay during the year or general sales tax, property tax, personal property tax, and then your charitable contributions. Add all those together if they exceed that standard deduction, which is about 12400 this year for a single individual uh, filing singly, uh, for a, a joint filing, married filing jointly, it's um, 244. And then, of course, if you're over 65, tack on another 1300 per person that's over 65 in your return. If you're over that with those, then yeah, you're itemizing. So additional charitable contributions, they'll help increase that. So yeah, if you might want to bunch things. Think about this. If you are right at the line each year, and uh, and I'll maybe accelerate into this year if you're going to be able to exceed that standard deduction amount, some contributions that you might have been making next year, go ahead and pay them this year get to use them next year. You've already made those contributions. Maybe you're under the standard deduction and you get that standard deduction anyway. And so you, you are, you're just kind of taking advantage of bunching those together into years to get to the point where you're itemizing in one year, maybe not the next, and then going back to itemizing the following year and so forth, back and forth. Hope that makes sense. No, that makes a lot of sense. So a couple of places to think about right off the bat there as we're talking about uh, third and fourth quarter uh, planning to-do list items. Uh, we didn't get to as many as we wanted to. What we're going to do is we're actually going to break this into two podcasts. So uh, make sure you come back and tune in next week as we finish this up. We have six of these we want you to kind of look at and possibly go through. And so we had a little extra conversation there about the whole uh, school loan thing. That's okay. We'll fit the rest of these in next week on the podcast. So uh, come back next week. Check this out. We're going to talk more about places to think about. I uh, might give you a couple of really good things to consider when you're talking about the, that checklist of items to start doing in the third and fourth quarter, uh, evaluating the IRA and Roth contributions, as well as looking for some of those opportunities for increased tax deductions if you're still itemizing. Uh, next week, we'll talk about offsetting gains, uh, getting estimates on those income streams like pension and social security, uh, how you're how your plan to get you know that debt cut down as we get closer to retirement on a, on a yearly basis, hopefully, how that's all working. So we'll talk about that and more next week on the podcast. So make sure you tune in, go to spcinvesting.com. That is spcinvesting.com and subscribe to the podcast on Apple or Google or whatever platform you choose. Reach out to Mike at 336-668-4338. If you have some questions about those IRAs or Roth IRAs or some of those tax deductions, uh, you want to talk about that specifically, give him a call 336-668-4338. That'll do it for this week's podcast of Strategic Planning with Mike Flanders, financial coach at Strategic Planning Corporation. Mike, buddy, thanks for your time and uh, watch out for flying tires, man. Exactly. I was going to throw that out there. So good. <laughs> thanks, Mark. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, remember to duck. <laughs> yes. We'll Yes. Or swerve, I guess, since you were in the car. Oh, and, don't, uh, but just don't quack. Just yeah. don't quack. There you go. <laughs> and we'll see you next time here on Strategic Planning. Don't forget to tune in for the second half of third and fourth quarter planning to-do list next time here on the show. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.